we are live. Do Ooh. it. Do the big. Do the big intro. I want to hear. It. I don't know. I, I should we should we talk first, or is that not? I, how, I don't think that's how intros work. I. It would defeat the purpose of an intro, <laughs> doesn't it? Though. <laughs> I don't know. I've been told that I make a face when I do the intro. So now I have to make that face every time I do the it's, intro. It's the same as your O face. It's not. It is. No. My O face oh, yeah. looks a lot more like. <laughs> like you're in pain? Like It's more like this. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's more like self-loathing and guilt. <laughs> I saw a meme online today. It's a picture. Uh, the, the trick to a long, long-term relationship is to find somebody who's cute when they're disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, that's perfect. Anyway, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe. I've said too much. The Lemon Meringue of Internet Radio. My name is Mike, and I'll be your host as we try to figure out what the hell that white shit is that they burn with a torch on top of that freaking yellow Gordon. Oh, sorry, I'm having a sugar relapse. But uh, there you are. I'm joined as always by my good buddy Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop, and uh, a very, very large absence. in spirit, <laughs> very large absence for us this evening. Uh, Mr. Izzy Swan could not be with us this weekend. He has got uh, a gazillion things going on for a Klingspore thing he's got coming up, and uh, wasn't able to to carve aside a little bit of extra time. Um, I actually just got back last weekend from bringing my daughter up to college. So uh, Izzy is always available on Sunday nights, but unfortunately I was not uh, because I was driving back from school and just wasn't. Are you done with that now? Are you like, have you kicked her out permanently? Is she gone? Is we can, it, are we, we talking talk about, about this? Do you want to talk about uh, it? Yeah. I really want to talk about lemon meringue though. What? 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 Uh, what? It's it's meringue. It's it's, a it's beaten egg whites. Yeah, it looks like shit it's and it tastes like 100%. Worse. It's, it's not that horrible. It's awful. That's is it? You don't like meringues? A lemon lot of pie have, is no oh. lemon pie. Stop! That's stop it now. Lemon that's pie basically is, a bastardized lemon curd and it's delicious. Yeah, but that is lemon pie is beautiful, and then they take this burnt egg white bullshit, put it on top of it, and it just I don't know. My life changes for the worse. Some some people just have really strong feelings about meringue, right? Which is the you same know? about our podcast, which is why we are the <laughs> lemon <true>. meringue of <laughs> we are, radio. We are. We we are we are uh, polarizing in that way, just like lemon meringue, or something. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, how's your uh, how's your trip? I will start off with me. Um, yeah, please do. It's just us. But no, the uh, yeah, I had to take my daughter to the uh, the college thing. I was off from work Thursday and Friday. We went up there uh, to her new uh, her new home, and it is whew, wow. It's a lot. I don't know if you've is ever it? had to uh, you know bring a bring your child to not live with you anymore, but it, uh, it, it takes an emotional toll that you don't understand you're paying yet is, is the easiest way I can describe it. Cause I was up there and I set up her dorm room and, and moved a bunch of furniture around. Then we went to the, the store, bought a whole bunch of things for built a bunch of furniture, like all kinds of stuff. We spent, you know, the whole day up there and then took everybody out to dinner and, you know, then we kind of weaned off to just give her some space and kind of, you know, find her classes and, and, you know, do the things that kids do when they go to college. I made sure she had a bottle of Fireball uh, whiskey to uh, in the bottom drawer before I left. <laughs> so, you know, all the things good nice. parents do. You, um, you load her up on the ramen noodles? No, no, no. She's got the good stuff up there. We're not... Yeah. Uh, I told oh, her. she can bargain for that. No, she can I, get I told her, a I good, said, Look, cold, hard cash. Your parents make money. You're not going to college like a poor kid. We're not going to have ramen all over this friggin' dorm room. Um, so, but, uh, so yeah, so we, we went up there and it was, uh, I, I didn't realize, like I said, that, that there was a cost to this until we started kind of moving away. And then once we got in the car and started headed back, started having little sort of private choked up moments, um, and then when we got home, my wife lost her shit when we got into the house. So, and I was just like, all right, let's go get drinks. <laughs> so, <laughs> Time to drink. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. What she, is your, what is your drink of choice, by the way? All. all. I don't drink beer. Um, whiskey, vodka, bourbon, scotch. Um, yeah, anything that's decent tastes good. I don't, I don't. I don't particularly have a, uh, you know, I'm not like one of those guys, well, you know, whiskey's better than scotch or, you know, like, yeah, no, it's. Right. Give me something no, I, tasty I, and I will drink it. I typically, if if I'm just 
like this weekend, for example, if I am just in it to have, you know, good sociable drinking, it's, uh, it's just Irish is, is pretty much the easiest and greatest thing because I don't, I don't have any, you know, all the girls had all their frou-frou drinks this weekend. Mm. We're out at the, at the lake house and, uh, you know, I had their watermelon mojitos and crap. And I'm just like, I have ice and there's Jameson's. So I'm good. I've done, I've done all I need to do here. I can walk out of the kitchen in less than 20 seconds and be prepared for the next hour. Actually, I saw, speaking of Irish, I saw something I think I shared with you earlier today that I thought was hilarious. Um, it said, uh, food for thought, are mashed potatoes just Irish guacamole? (laughs) Yes, I saw that. (laughs) So yes, that's, uh, that's what I do in my spare time. So excellent work. Yeah, I've been doing, uh, I've been, uh, you'll see a little less of me online. I have been, Is that uh, from the trying, weight loss? uh, <laughs> one would help. See what I did there? One would, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, one, uh, no, I just, I spend a lot of time online anyway, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that all my whole world is paid attention to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm not quitting anything. I'm just, I'm just moderating uh, like a, like good alcoholic, I can do just one drink. Mm. I, uh, I, I can, I can go on Facebook now for, you know, five minute check-ins every couple of hours. So I've been, I notice I have been missing a few things every once in a while. And, uh, yeah. So there's that. My favorite people in the world are the ones that, uh, post the, Hey, if you're reading this, congratulations, you made it. That's my favorite post on Facebook. Like I, I, I went many, through and deleted many, a whole bunch of people, but uh, you, you made it. Like, oh, thanks. I get to sit and thanks. Get to- listen to your bullshit political rantings and dumb ideas about <laughs> smoking chicken. I'm uh, wondering if, uh, I, I'm wondering how many of those that we missed. You know, I, well, for every one, do you think there's like five? Well, I always respond we, back to that and go, hey, is there a sign-up sheet for the next time? <laughs> for the next time. Jesus, I missed the cutoff date again? Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's really a bummer. So. Yeah. Well, you do, you do with you, what you can with, you know, what you have. And sometimes, you know, the world is just, maybe it's okay not to, not to be a friend to someone. I mean, really in, in, in more and more now in, in this digital age, when you are, people want to talk about every feeling that passes through their cranium. Uh, it's, it's fine. If you unfriend me, I'm okay with that. I've, I've, I, my kid's sister, who's my sister through, uh, she's my half sister, I guess, cause my father remarried and had her unfriended me on Facebook. And I actually, I, I had to ask my father, I was like, did she mention by any chance what it was I said? Because that's really, I don't care if you go, because I don't really give a right, shit you about Right, you just, you want to know the reason. I just, I need to know what, what was the thing, like, that, that did it. Because, I mean, for me, I've evolved a lot in social media. I used to be, like, kind of combative on social media, and I realized, like, I'm getting worked up for no reason here. Like, there's just no, right. it makes no sense for me to be a douchebag to anybody for any reason, right? So, um but like I, my social media, I would, I would like to think is primarily a pretty good feed. Like it's, I, I try to do some inspirational stuff, some thoughtful things. You do. Dick you jokes do. from time to time. Like <clears throat> Definitely. I, I want people to be like, you know, uh, this guy, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a, a benefit to, to be attached to him somehow. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't want to be on there like, uh, oh, you know, Barack Obama is this and, and Donald Trump is this and George Bush is this and the Clintons did that. Like, it's just, it's boring. It it doesn't teach you anything. There's no anything in it, you know, and that, that was really kind of my takeaway from all that shit. Because I see people that are on there doing it now and I'm like, God, he's just so predictable. Like, it's, I can't just be interesting, please. Right. Right. Well, <clears throat> it's my feed is kind of finely crafted because it's, it's a matter of, it's, it's a matter of finding the people that, that either do inspirational things or who have something to offer other than like your opinion, unless it's at a professional level on something like a tool or, or some sort of process or something like that is the least important thing to me. Like if it's, if, if you are not an analyst for like a think tank, 
your political opinions, I I don't care. I I mean they you have the same vote as I do, and you're gonna vote. So, yay. Go I always have a, I, have a, I always go, uh, all right, so if, if you want to talk to me politically, I need you to name five presidents and they can't be the last four. Like that's right. If you can name five presidents without naming the last four, we can have a conversation about anything you want politically. But yeah, if you can't, if you can't name five. Taylor was my favorite. Ooh. Big, big Taylor fan here. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, a, I like Hamill. I thought he was pretty. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, I always right. like to um, yeah, I, I like to make up names. Like, yeah, that uh, Jeffries. Wow, what a great president he was. Ooh, seriously, Ooh, there's, man. There's 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 less than fifty of them. You can't remember five, right? Right. Ten percent. We're asking for ten percent. <laughs> Barely. Right. Barely. It's, you know, one of them like you know ended emancipation. Like, <laughs> you should know right. that one. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, no, it's just it's a it's a matter of uh, you know putting people in a uh in a position that if if you want to you know who do it really well comedians because if you think of george carlin or things like that he says some very uh uh outrageous yet relatable things Mm -hmm. and he says it in such a way that for the next 150 years people will be posting his quotes because they're applicable now they're that actually the, makes me kind of sad because that means we've we've learned very little and we moved on very little. Well, no, but I th- I think that much like horoscopes, I think that they are just what they are. So it's 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 it, they are applicable in in any side of the aisle, and somebody will. It doesn't matter. You can you can apply good word and absurdities to wherever you're coming from at whatever topic. So it's, it's one of those things where comedians do some of the best work to this because they incorporate the humor and, and they make the absurd even a little bit more absurd. Mm -hmm. And so when I always tell people, especially in business, when, and I have a lot of friends that come to me about internet business stuff, because I have some experience in it. And I say, if you're going to do social media as part of your as part of your gig is, is your, is your, the way you network between people and the way you introduce your products and, and, or your services, part of that, the majority of that needs to be you, you entertaining them to continue to keep their attention because, uh, one out of 10 posts needs to be you pushing something that you're interested in them partaking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of the nine of them needs to be you having fun with the world. Like that's, that's the part that's, that's where people miss that. Like they're like, all say, man, I can't tell you how many times that we've had like all of a sudden somebody selling Avon. And when they, they were talking about their kids, which is entertaining. I'm not one of those people, you know, that doesn't like seeing kids photos and things like that, uh, and, and stuff about their day. But all of a sudden it's, you know, every third post is, or every other post is now, big sales on Tupperware or, or essential <laughs> yeah. oils or, or, you know, whatever that happens to be, because, because that's not the reason why I signed up for you. Right. Like that's not the reason why we're able to have conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to, you have to, and if you want people, if you want to persuade people, you still have to entertain them and comedians do the best because they're able to take those things and look at them in a slightly different light, maybe make them a little bit more absurd than they are and, um, and make them a lot more black and white. So it becomes a, uh, it becomes a comedic point that hits home and you can internalize that a little easier. Carlin's an easy one for that. Um, See, I always like, I like, uh, when it comes to jokes, like I, I, I like jokes that are very sort of they're nuanced to the point of subtle, but they're so obvious that you, you can't believe you missed it. You know, like that is, right. um, but then at the same time, like I like really kind of stupid jokes too. Like, uh, we had, we had the pride parade here in, uh, in Charlotte this weekend. I don't know if that was everywhere, but we had one here in Charlotte and they had, uh, you know, the, the gay people down there having a good time. And, you know, there's uh, a bunch of people I know were down there and they're just enjoying the shit out of it. And, um, you know, they have people that are protesting there. And, and one of my favorite jokes was, uh, Joe Rogan. And actually one point he said, uh, the only reason there's only two reasons you're against gay marriage. He said either one, you're an idiot 
or two, you secretly think dicks are delicious. (laughs) 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 And I was like, that is, you know, like that's, it's not really high minded, but like, it's pretty funny. You know, it's just like, right. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, and, and I'm not better than that, apparently. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I love watching, um, I, I like watching Seinfeld's uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee mm-hmm. because he talks a lot about, because it's a whole show about the craft of comedy and Seinfeld is an asshole. Like he, he just is. Like there is, he has very high standards for things and he is very particular and a lot of people, especially since that show has come out, that don't like him because of that. Like he's not, he's like, what do I care? I've got tens of millions of dollars. I don't care if anybody likes me, mm-hmm. but I like the fact that I can make a room laugh. Like the things I say, the the way I look at the world, the way I put things together. And then he talks to all these comedians about how they do their shtick. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for me to watch that kind of the nuance craft. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the specific ways, um, you know, people, it's not even like their history. It's not like he'll go in lightly and talk about like how they came up through the system of, of getting notoriety, but he, he likes very much to talk about, you know, he'll single out something they say. And he's like that right there. That's the reason mm-hmm. why I like your humor. Like that, that off. See, and that's, that's comedy. funny because like I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast pretty religiously. And, and one of the reasons is because he's got it is kind of a backdoor into that because the first one I listened to that I thought was really, really good that um, kind of got me hooked. He was actually talking to some other comedians about the sort of art of being a comedian. And he's talked about it 8 million times since then. But, you know, the, the sort of the, um, you know, what it means to actually be a comedian, like the work you put in and, you know, when you're up there and you're just eating plates of shit because you're, you know, your material's bombing in front of all these people and, um you know, he just, uh, and, and like having sort of a, uh, an, a look into that, I thought was, you know, very interesting. Cause I've always, I've always loved comedians. Like George Carlin was one of my heroes as a kid. Sure. But by, by, you know, like, I mean, just, I think the first, uh, the first record that my mother, I remember my mother having in our house was one of George Carlin's albums. Um, I don't even remember which one it was, but, um, you know, like I remember back when, uh, back in the old days when, when you used to have uh, scrambled cable boxes, remember that? Like if you didn't pay for the channel, oh, yeah. they would scramble it. Um, you know, yeah, go to the dirty maybe. ones and every now and again, you could, you know, you might catch like a, you know, a little bit of a, a, some side boob or something and it was just enough, but like the comedy specials and stuff you could still hear. So you'd go to HBO and Carlin had a, you know, hit a special every year. And they would run it on HBO like constantly. Um, Richard Pryor was the same way. So, like, I used to sneak into my grandmother's, um, you know, living room where she had these cable boxes, and I'd sit there and I'd be, uh, you know, I'd just be kind of listening to these comedians. You couldn't see them, so I really had to pay attention to what they were saying. Um, and then, you know, as I started getting older, you get, you know, like you could go rent these videos at those blockbuster sure. places. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just, you know, they they were being able to make a like people laugh was always my uh, kind of escape. Like I could, if I could make you laugh, I didn't have to worry about, you know, all the negative things I thought you were thinking about me, you know, like <laughs> this, you know, here's this kid growing up. Why's he got a black eye today? And, uh, you know, he's, he's wearing clothes that clearly don't fit him, but they were just hand-me-downs and I don't even know what name brand those sneakers are. And, you know, but I could step into the room and take over, you know, like that was, um, you know, with comedy. So that was, I used to study that stuff. You know I mean? Robin Williams live at the Met. I've seen that nine million times um you know and it was just uh, so yeah that was that was kind of like my outlet they were sort of my uh they were my teachers back then you know it was kind of which you know for if you've been listening to the show long enough you probably heard some of their material (laughs) i mean right right well it's it's a i like the subtle humor i like the i like the when a joke gets slipped in and when it's, it's, it, it hits you gently or when then the audience kind of rolls into it mm-hmm. and like, like, like they, they come, you can feel the audience get it. Like, like it's not immediate. It's not something jumping up and down on the stage. It's not somebody slipping on banana peels. It's like somebody just put that little bit of wit in and it just like, it, it takes you aback because, it, because all of a sudden you had to engage your brain cells mm-hmm. for a second and you're like, well, goddamn, that was funny, you know, and like, you, like you have to like cerebrally process it. 
So those are always, it's, it's always fun. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've enjoyed, I couldn't tell you how many, there's some, there's some comedians I just can't stand. Um, they just, they don't do it for me at all. Oh, that's a, well, I've, I've had this conversation with a bunch of, I don't think Kevin Hart is funny. Like I just, I don't, there's, I've never watched one of his comedy specials and laughed out loud. Like I just haven't, right. but I mean, that's not to say he isn't funny. I just don't think he is funny. Cause I mean, you know, clearly the guy, I, had, he, he sells out arenas of, you know, right. tens of thousands of people. So somebody thinks he's funny. I'm just not one of them. So yeah, um, he does that kind of brutal humor. Uh, Chappelle was amazing. Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians that's ever existed years ago, but I'll tell you what his last ones have gotten. I, maybe it's the subject material where he's gotten a little more militant and, and blatant. Well, I think uh, he's got his, instead of subtle. Yeah. His, um, well, I think his, his, his initial ones were more, um, sort of sketch based and now it's more observational. So I think yeah, we that, didn't, that's, we memorized. I mean, I remember being in my early twenties. And we freaking memorized the maybe late twenties. Memorized the Chappelle show. Oh, like line by line. Yeah, his stand-up comedy, that "Killing Me Softly" album, was you know. Yeah. You always got to worry about that. It's anytime you see a bunch of black, you know, black, bunch of black guys, it's not the one. It's the white guy hanging out with them that you got to worry about. Right. Because right. he's the one that's going to step up when some shit goes down. He calls him when he calls him Ernie. I almost passed out because I know a kid <laughs> just like that, and his name is Ernie. He's like Ernie, <laughs> so yeah. No, he was yeah. He was really good. I mean, like I say, his his comedy's kind of changed to more observational. He's kind of he's gotten more along the lines of the way Carlin was when he got a little bit older, um, right? But yeah, and then there's you know I've started watching some of the comedians from like overseas. Like uh, Jim Jeffries is just brutal yes. to watch. I mean, he is brutal. Um, who's that other guy? Uh, God damn it! What is that guy's name over in Europe? I can't think of his name. He's real clean cut and he's, you know, but he is a monster to people. I can't, God damn it. Why can't I think of his name? Jim. Something? Jim Jeffries does the, he just like, like, there's no, like, there's just no filter on that one. No, it's he like, comes out you know, raw. He just gives it to you the way it is. Right, right, right to killing babies. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, like, yeah. like there's no, there's no, and he's very subtle about it. You know, it's everything is very low key. Mm-hmm. There's no screaming or big emotions or anything. It's no. just that British dry. It's past black humor, you know that that where it's dark. It's just he just slips it in like he's he's ordering tacos. Well, I know the you know? Uh, I know that the uh, I know Steve House from uh, uh, the Fools with Tools podcast is listening to this. And he knows exactly the comedian I'm talking about. If he were on here, he'd be able to say his name. But yeah, god damn it! That'll I don't I don't, I don't know why we're talking about comedians, but that's why where we, we are. So, why wouldn't we? We've got, uh, you, you, you gave away your, um, you gave your way, your daughter to the world. Congratulations. I, I did. Well, she's coming back. That was sort of the thing I had to remind my wife. Um, you know, she's only gone for like three and a half months. Right. And then she'll be back for Christmas. And then she'll be back. And then we've got to, right. then hopefully, I hopefully don't have to move her into another dorm room. I think hopefully they'll let her After stay Christmas? for Christmas. Yeah. For the whole year. They, they usually do. I believe that's the case. I'm new to that's this. Typically. Typically, you don't have to move them around too much, um, but it's nice. She'll come back this first Christmas. Next year, she probably won't come back either the whole Christmas. She'll be there for Christmas Day and stuff. She'll want to go out and do something probably in Florida with one of her friends or a couple of her friends for, for Christmas break or or perhaps uh, the early Thanksgiving part of the break next I, year. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely fine with whatever it is she does. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Carr is that guy's name, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah, Damn Jimmy it. Carr. Yeah, he's he's something. Sorry, Steve. Steve's probably more of a Ricky Gervais guy though, I'd imagine. I like I like Ricky. Ricky's good because he's he's uh he's also Another doesn't uh, give a shit. Well <laughs> it's not only that, but he has this way of looking at situations from like completely from the side. Like he's just he's an observational kind of like 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 where you're not where you're not ever thinking about it and he comes to the side and says well let me tell you what i see and he does and and i very much like him i actually had a funny idea um for for uh you do one of those i I, every now and again i'll do one of those google searches for like you know things to talk about on a podcast yeah just to see what comes up because um we never use them but i was just like you know it'd be funny to pick one of these and then actually ask some of these questions we may have done something like this before. I think we did on the air, but um, 
to ask some of the questions on this. I'm not sure it works quite as well with two people, but the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you want to try it, see what happens. I, I, maybe See, the problem is the very, the, the second one on here is, you know, either a second, a seven second conversation or a seven episode conversation. Okay. Uh, time versus money is all it says. Time versus money. Time is more important than money. Do you believe? And Oh yeah. God. Yeah, you, it's, money can be up or down, but time is always very, very one way. I'm actually curious about this for you. The uh, different strategies in your field of specialty. So you don't, uh, this isn't asking questions, just kind of making statements, but I'm sort of curious, like, um, well, my field for of what you do is, is being is, lazy. Your field of specialty is kind of novelty, though. Well, right. So is there, I mean, I, is there a strategy behind that or are you just kind of? Oh yeah, sure. Our products are always, we always look at something and say either we can do it better or we can do it more interesting. Always. I, I never, you'll never see me make a bread box unless it's like a giant face that closes around the bread. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there, there wouldn't be like, I don't make the traditional woodworking stuff. I don't make traditional anything. Um, we just, we look at it, we say there's a need for this and great. So this is a thing that people do to fill that need. And then I'm like, okay, well that's boring as shit. And people have been making those since the fifties on their crappy craftsman table saw. Uh, and we're not going to do that. So we're going to do it differently. So, I mean, it's just, it's, um, uh, you find the need and you, you fill it, but it's, it's gotta be interesting for me to do it. Like there has to be some art to it. That's not, not just art, but it's, it's practical and it's, it's just, um, it doesn't even have to be a better design. It just has to be interesting. There's a, See, I, I work in an industry where like what I do is actually only probably 10 to 15% of what actually happens. Like, you know, we, we did a mortgage together, so you understand this, but, sure. um, so it, I'm not talking about my current company when I say this. Let me just go ahead and throw that out there. Um, but there are companies I've worked with in the past that this is absolutely true. So uh, as, as a mortgage consultant, I get you on the phone, uh, talk to you about stuff, figure out, you know, based on your scenario, what's the best way for you to finance whatever you're looking for, what are the terms we can offer, you know, kind of give you the, the reason why you should use us versus, you know, the other 1,800 banks that are out there. Um, but once I get you to say yes to that and I get all of your information in the system and, and I've got your you know loan set up for basically success, I know that your loan meets the guidelines. After that, it's completely out of my hands. And there is not a lot of industries I know that are like that where, so once I set your deal up and I send you in, there are umpteen number of third parties that have to be involved between you know uh, inspectors, um, appraisers, title companies, abstractors, uh, even internally, I have, you know, uh, compliance people, I have underwriters, I have processors, I have, uh, closers, like all these, they all work independent of me, but I'm somehow responsible for everything they do. And yet I have almost no control over any piece of what they do, you know? And it's like, um, now fortunately the company I work for now, everybody on the back end is, is there in sort of a support role as opposed to just, um, you know, I got to kick the shit out of them constantly to make them do the job, which is, you know, one of the problems I have with the company I worked at before is they, the people behind you didn't back you up. Like you, you were on your own for everything. Like, you know, it's just, but in my business, I mean, it's very weird that my hands don't touch really any part of the final product. And, and that is something right. that is, you know, you, you have to give a lot of trust to people along the way. I mean, you're, when we were doing your loan, you, you know, you had my processor, Judy, who was, you know, getting stuff from you and she's working yeah. with this person and getting the, uh, this thing and getting to that thing. And, you know, I mean, I'm not involved in that process at all. As a matter of fact, well, me getting involved in it, it slows it down. Like it's because then I have to communicate what I told you to the other people whose job it is actually do that. It's like, so yeah, my, my area of specialty is I have to know what I'm doing up front, but after that, there is, I mean, the, you know, it gets handed over and it, you know, it becomes part of the sausage machine and I'm only as good as the people behind me. So that's not, I mean, that's not atypical. So if you think about like college, 
um, there's there's uh, somebody that's doing the initial interviews and and the initial paperwork and 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 the you know getting everybody set. But there's you know there's whole teams behind that doing financial aid and housing and all those things. Things that are complicated are oftentimes set up where there's a point man in the beginning to get the more than anything to get the product in the hand of the consumer because they're complicated products. Buying a house is not like going out and buying a pair of shoes. You don't just go out and say, I'd like red shoes. They need to be nine and a halfs and I'd like laces instead of Velcro. And then some guy runs around the store and finds something that matches what you want. Right? So when you're dealing with complicated financial packages, when you're dealing, um, even car sales to a, a, a small point where they hand you off to a sales manager. Now, a lot of those things are, are put there for sales tactics too. Um, but big complicated things, there's, if you're getting gutters, like the gutter salesman will come out to your house, kind of do an initial measurement. And now that's all done in the office with satellite photos where they look at square footage and what things have to be done. Um, you know, there, there are things that, that resemble that process where you need somebody that's able to communicate with the consumer to say, this is a weird process, but we have really cool systems in place mm. to get you from point A to point, I don't know, P, because that's how many different steps are going to need to be taken. Mm. So, so it's not, it's, well, not, it's not as not simple even, as. It's not even that. It's just that, you know, Hey, I like, I, Hey, I'm going to get this going for you. And then I hope everybody does a good job after me is basically, you know, sort of the way our industry is set up because there is no, the, the problem with what we do is, you know, once you've selected a mortgage company, you don't know if they're bad at that until you're doing the loan with them. Right. right. So, right. um, and, and for our company, you know, we are, um, I mean, we are really good at what we do, uh, for the company I work for now, like really good at what we do. So, the people behind me, I don't. You don't complain about. nearly as much as you used to. That last company I worked for, I was like, "Wow, this is, this is what awful's like. Like this is <laughs> this really is like this is." They took a mortgage company and said, "Hey, how can we make everything harder for every person involved in this transaction?" You know, and, and then and then they were like, mm, "We could probably tweak that a little." I think <laughs> you know, it was just sort of, yeah, they didn't they didn't have it worked out, but yeah, that's the uh, so that's one of the things I really sort of enjoy about the making process is it's just me. Like there is no, I'm not handing anything over to anybody. Like this is, I, I created a thing and when I'm done with that thing, love it or hate it, like it did. Right. I gave it to no one. Like there was no delegation of any part of this. This is, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, <clears throat> it's one of the things that I, I don't know. I don't think I could, I think I'm spoiled myself to a point where I've now owned two different businesses where I was fully in charge of making decisions. And that meant bad decisions too. Like, I mean, I have to own that as, as well. Like any success comes with the fact that you have failures to, to ward you off of those decisions mm. that would be detrimental. But, but it's, I'm, I'm, at, I'm just at a point where I'm not sure I can, where I could probably work for somebody if we didn't have, the same expectations and we matched with goals, you know, because, because right now I'm set up where my goal is to have more free time and to be a part of my family better than I ever was. And <clears throat> sometimes because of that, the, well, for obvious reasons, the, the, the business has to suffer for that. I can't be working 70 and 80 hour work weeks like I used to. It just, it's incompatible with what I want to do mm -hmm. now. So uh, that, but that also means that I've gotten very good at putting people in place to manage those, those hang me down parts that I leave. So, um, so yeah, so I have, it has become a different world for me in how I manage, uh, what I do. And that means you just set different expectations. And the cool thing is I can always change those expectations. If tomorrow comes and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not making enough money. We're not putting out enough stuff. I need to get in there, manage costs and, and productivity and do these things, uh, which often happens. There's lots of small business owners who like to step away and then realize 
six months, eight months, a year and a half later that they're losing their shirt on, on, on bad, bad management, people making decisions that they wouldn't decide to do. And so they step back in and, and they start trying to correct these things. And it's, it's very tough, but it's, it's a, it's just a, my goals are now different than they were four years ago. My goals four years ago was to friggin' survive. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm surviving, my goal is to spend some time with my wife, with my kids, with, uh, with, uh, <clears throat> now thanks to you, a very large and, uh, necessary house, um, to, to keep, you know, a hold of, by the way, and, you found the house. I only told you that you had to buy it. That's true. That's true. But, and we've done a lot of work. To, we've done a lot of work to it. I was, you so see, it's, you're like, I, I don't know. I really want to live over here, but look at this, look at this house and look at the price. And I was like, if you don't buy that house, I am. Right. And then that was all you needed to hear. You were like, Hey, Margo, we're moving in. <laughs> right. 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 It's, it's a, well, you know, the house was a, was an investment opportunity too. <clears throat> it was, it was in good enough condition to live in, but I saw, I saw things that I could do to improve it, to increase its value. And assuming we don't have a giant market crash anytime soon. Oh, it's soon. coming. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Um, we're, no, I'm, I'm in, and in, in not to talk specifically about finances, but, but our, our numbers are down in a way that, uh, and I'm looking at other indicators that I am pretty sure this is probably going to be the first quarter that we're going to be in recession. Um, and it has very little to do with the market itself. The, the, well, the, the problem is market. that everybody has said we're going into a recession. So being, that, being, that, that, we, way. being that we exist in speculative markets, that's basically right. all you need. Like people go, oh shit, we're going into a recession. And then next thing you know, we're in one. And uh, you're like, well, how'd we get here? It's like, well, cause that guy said so. So that's, uh, you know, basically the way yeah, that works. Pretty much how it works. And, and that's fine. We, we could use a little correction. Um, the, the, the world is not, it, it is speculative, but it's, it's not just speculative. It's also, we have a, we have a value system now that, that relies on the belief that something is worth something. And so if you have, um, if you have $1, you think it's worth $1 and, um, the things that you can trade for that, uh, can fluctuate. It could cost maybe a dollar 10, or maybe it could cost 90 cents um, for that dollar. And it all depends on the mind of the people who have those things, what they are worth. As you've seen the, the, because of the, the short supply of housing, um, there was a crunch where all of a sudden houses that should have been a buck 89 were now selling for two thirty nine, um, which is insane and good for a lot of people and not so good for other people but it, it is the value of that dollar shrunk in that particular mm-hmm. market. And what are you going to do? Nothing. You, you got to buy a house. Yeah, no, you're, uh, there's, there's, um, I get, real estate's going to be the kind of a shit show for the next year or so, I believe. So I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so. I'm not, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about real estate as a, as a big issue. Like we were the last time because the because the market has been so tight anyway it's not like there are 2000 people buying homes every day like it was when 2006 was around uh, where people were you know the 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 assessments and the and the appraisals were way off base and what they should have been and and anybody that could scrape up four quarters and a nickel um, could get a loan. So it's, I think it's, I think it's better now be just because the market was so tight on houses. There's, you know, there's lots of people that want houses or lots of people that didn't get them or wanted to trade up. So, so there we have it. So I don't, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I'd be interested to see on actually cars. I've seen a lot of new car, a lot of new car sales in the last three or four years. I'm wondering if there's going to be a subprime car dump when people start losing income and can't afford those $600, $700 payments? Um, I don't know. It'll be, it's going to be interesting over the next year or so to see, you know, what happens. So, but we'll find out. Actually, there was a, one of the things on here, it says knowing when to let go. I'm curious from, from your standpoint, like, so you've been self-employed now and doing, doing this thing for a minute. Like, 
Can you imagine a scenario where you just don't do that anymore? I mean, is there a is there a time or a sort of an exit plan where you're like, oh shit, like this isn't working? Like how 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 quickly do you think you'd have to know that was the case before you're like, ah, oh, the hell with it, I'm out. Like how 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 quickly could you cut bait and just run away from it all? And and how quickly? Oh, I, I mean, to? we could we could we could dump we could dump the bit. So I say this in take this for what it is, but, um, I wouldn't, I'm posing this as a hypothetical. So anybody no, who no, no, works no. for I the mean, missing I mean, digit, don't, don't go looking for jobs just yet. Right. We're right. We're right. This is, this is, this is separate from the fact that we've always taken care of our employees. Um, but I could dump missing digit in a heartbeat. Like I could, I could liquidate it off. I could sell it off without, without killing myself or feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. It is done impressively well. I'm, I'm fine with it where it's at and, and what it continues to do. And I'm excited by what new things we'd want to do out of it. But, um, but I have, I have no compunction. Like there's no religious, um, I, I don't, I, some people get stuck in ideas and, and thoughts and systems and they, they hold them as a faith. And so, I don't have that same faith when it comes, I'm old enough now to know that there's always something else mm-hmm. or there could be something else. And then my choosing to continue to operate missing digit is a decision. And that costs me the opportunities of other things. So I, but I understand for the same reason that if I discontinue missing digit, then there are other opportunities that I could pursue to do something else. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I'll work as hard as I want to work, um, at whatever thing that is. And I will do my very best to intelligently distinguish what is in the best interest or what piques my interest. But I'm looking for, I'm looking for something I enjoy doing. So I, I, I excel. I think most people do, but me more than anything at the things that I really am passionate about, uh, and find it very hard to do mediocre work or things that i would think are are uh i don't know just just either below me or or did you just say below you yeah like not i don't mind being a janitor but i don't it doesn't inspire me some people people really enjoy that kind of like i don't want to do production work Mm. where where i'm standing on assembly line assembling somebody else's thing I don't mind it doing my stuff because those are our products. Um, I just, I think that there are certain things that you should be below you. Like you have, you've graduated to a certain, now I will do anything. You don't have to preach to me about that. I've had three jobs since we started this podcast. (laughs) So I, yeah, I'll, I'll leave someplace in a heartbeat because I just don't, um, right. Not necessarily that things are beneath me, but I won't work in an environment that I find, if, if it, if it's making the rest of my life toxic, I, I'm out like that's sure. I won't, and, and that I, won't is, I refuse to be in a situation where I am, I, I'm coming home, bringing that with me. Like, you know, just, and, and that's one thing, even like with this new job, you know, my wife has said on several occasions, um, you know, the, the, the difference here must be real because, you know, it's when you come home, you're not completely shut out. Like I don't need five minutes to right. you know, normalize again before I can start right. talking to people. Take, it's just, take two stiff drinks before you say yeah, a, like, the uh, third word. Hey honey, uh, what's for dinner? Where's right. the heroin? Like, you know, they, like right. that's, um, no, so. I, I, but, but you like, yeah, there should be like, when you reach 40, 50 years old, there should be jobs that are below you. Like there are, it isn't that you can't do them. And in a pinch, if that's all you can find, then you should do them, mm-hmm. but you should have graduated from fry cook. Like these are things in your life that you should, <clears throat> you now have the wit and wisdom of the years of, of experience that there are jobs that hell yeah, they should be below you because you should be able to bring to the table a certain set of skills that other people may not have or shouldn't have yet. And you should be able to make the better decision. Um, so yeah, I, I do believe that there are things. I mean, you didn't go and, and apply for a bank teller position when, when you wanted out of your other jobs, you went and found something that you were 
qualified for, that you had experience for, that you were good at already. And those people were smart enough to appreciate your talent. And it's not that bank telling is wrong or bad or, Even or any of those me. things, or, but, but it is beneath you. You, you, you have moved past that point in the financial world that you can apply your talents to a better position to a make more money for yourself, but to better benefit the companies that are hiring you. So, yeah. So if anybody's out there right now, and the reason why I'm looking stupidly at my screen is because I've lost Mike. I might be the only one on. Hey, hey. <laughs> look at you. So last week I told everybody that we were looking for some new uh, software to broadcast the YouTube thing, and uh, we're still looking. <laughs> we're still <laughs> so, looking. Yeah, actually, uh, I, uh, I I may want to uh, just sort of give the heads up that we may be moving this off of YouTube entirely, <laughs> just because um, we can't seem to find something that actually works consistently, unfortunately. So uh, we may end up recording the audio separate and then putting it up on YouTube. But I don't know that we're going to be able to do it live on YouTube for much longer um, because we cannot find a solution to this shit. So I don't know why, but yeah, but we are unable. You you dumped there for a minute. Yeah, we both did. It was awesome. So sorry, YouTube, for those of you paying attention and uh, those of you listening on audio, this will make it even, this will seem even stranger. We were just uh, having a conversation. Everything just We're cutting this part out. No, no, we're going to leave this because I want to say that uh, <laughs> this software is dog shit. So I'm not much of an editor, by right. the way. So, uh, so yeah, if you're wondering what just happened and why all that, the uh, the software we're using to broadcast live on YouTube just cut out for reasons that can't be explained. So exciting it is what it is. Glad to be a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we covered uh, we covered a lot of ground tonight. Yeah, we definitely uh, did that. Um, I, one question, uh, also, there was a thing on here that said, where, ways to share knowledge in your field with others. Like, what would you do if you didn't have social media in the community? Like, how would you get that information? Like, you know, all the sharing I'd and stuff that you do. Stand at the top of the driveway with a megaphone. Right? I, I would complete, by the way, I have no problem being like a corner preacher downtown somewhere. I'd completely do that. I would. I, I don't just, know. Uh, I don't I, know if it would be. Like from the Bible, but I'm not sure how might be. I'm not, I'm not sure, uh, you know, being, uh, what's the term faithless. I don't know that I'd be the best for that. You could be actually, it would be a f- fantastic shtick where you're like just putting out questions. Like instead of telling everybody the answer, like you're just questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the soapbox. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'd be like, I've studied yeah. all the holy books. I know them really well. I can, right. I can, right. I can do it. I just, you know, like if, if the problem is if somebody came up to me and they were like, uh, you know, preacher, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't be a fraud knowing that someone else was paying attention and cared. You know, that the answer no, that's, was, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like instead of, right. Instead of like saying, you know, homosexuality is a sin on the thing, be like, listen, <laughs> Those guys really know how to pick out some good clothes. They, well, should we be paying attention to this? I think you know we I mean? should. Right, right. Like, like there should be, you know, that you should you should pose these type of questions out in the world. See, my favorite thing to do to those things, like that, you know, the pride parade, is to actually go down there with the hecklers, and and find out what they are. Know. There hecklers? Oh yeah, but really, yeah, yeah people heckle at the. Uh, I mean, listen, everybody has their opinion, and and you know. I mean, I, I think my opinion is right because if I thought it was wrong, I would change it. But, you know, they, they believe the same about themselves. and That's weird because in Atlanta, when we have pride, the whole city parties. Like, like there's hetero, always that, homo, it there's doesn't matter. There's always that one dick who's just got to, you know, I mean, and again, listen, if, if you were brought up to believe that that is a sin and those people are going to hell for all eternity, like, I understand why you're fervent about that. Um, and, and there's even a part of me that respects that, but. I, you know, it's, you got to accept the fact that you might be wrong too. So I'm not sure how many listeners we lose over that statement, but, uh, bye. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, I don't, we don't ever count listeners anyway. We have, we have we 17 have, last I checked. We have, yeah, well, they, they fluctuate though. They're not always, you know, they're not lifers. We, they, they flow in and flow out. The, um, I, I do want to say one quick, uh, thank you to, uh, Willis Carrier this week. Oh, I thought you were going to uh, talk about gay stuff. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I just wanted to get a quick shout out to a man who's dead. 
Um, <laughs> what? Well, he invented air conditioning, the modern air conditioning yes. system carrier. And uh, without him this week, um, there would be one more fat guy dead on his lawn. Um, and that would have been me. And so thank you very much for the 74 to 68 degrees. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And uh, I couldn't have done it without you. That, and, by the way, uh, one, one of the biggest differences of my daughter's college, um, there is no driving to anything. You have to walk to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a no. Like I was, and, and I run, like I run a lot and I put in a ton of miles, but, um, when you're up there kind of, and you have to walk to everything and you're not trying to be a sweaty mess. Cause when I go out to run, I just sort of resign to the idea that, okay, this is going to be a shit show and I'm going to look like somebody tried to murder me and I got away. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like when you're just walking from like one building to the next, you know, like we're going to the bookstore. Like I don't want to look like I just finished a 4K, you know, or whatever. It's like used to be a bit much. So well, you know the the uh, there are some pretty cool contraptions. I will tell you that somebody at some point has come up with an idea to do a little luggage carrier, but it also has a built-in flip-down skateboard where you can go through the airport. On, Interesting. Uh, basically, as a scooter, you know, you hold mm-hmm. onto the handles, and it you know, flips out the back, and then you can you can kind of drive. You see, I could see that as being a particularly good idea, especially if there are hills, because it it, it only ha- help you half the time, but it'll cut your walk in quarter. So, you know, but people that don't walk on the escalators or moving floors, I I, I don't I don't know that society's ready for those people. Um, I, I, listen, I, I just the escalator will take you there faster. And you'll have to actually climb less steps, but maybe walk up it. Yeah, but those people are weird. Like, like here we have people that are actively rejecting rejecting technology, um, much like the Amish or Mennonites, um, where they just they they don't they don't care enough that somebody has designed this, and uh, and they won't use it. So I I think there's I think it's a little weird. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know how to respond to that. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's it's Otis in the in the elevator, um, carrier in the air conditioner. These are all great men. They should have been awarded uh, many awards for the technology and and the improvement to our life, and frankly, lack of sweat. What's that? that how about that? Uh, the lady for. Um What's the name of that woman that invented GPS technology like before it ever became a thing? Uh, you know what? I I don't know her name. I'm I'm sure that she has a name. Um, it it, it, it was, actually it a, people that celebrate her kind of bother me just a little bit. Um, and for, I'll tell you GPS? why. GPS? Oh, you don't like GPS? Well, no. The reason that they so she's a black female. The the woman yes. that created and people talk about her like the fact that she was able to invent gps technology or the or the you know what ended up becoming gps technology was such a miracle in and of itself because they can't help but tell you that she's a black woman you know and it's like like it's it's almost done in sort of a condescending patronizing way <laughs> like oh my god look isn't, a isn't black woman though? invented this you know it's like really like that's we're we're supposed to, I mean, listen, I, I'm thankful for it, but are we shocked because she was a black woman that, you know, she just apparently wasn't capable of coming up with this idea. So that whole thing yeah, always makes me a little bit like, I'm not one of the woke crowd, but like every time I see that, I'm like, can we compliment her without being patronizing? I don't know that we can. Gladys West, Dr. That's Gladys it. West. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's so surprised that it was a black female that did things. It's just like, United States on, Naval Weapons Laboratory. Yeah. Which was, I think, one of the precursors to getting like the whole DARPA thing. Yeah. And now they're making robots that eat people. Well, robots got to eat too. They No, they really, they're making robots that like fuel themselves on carbon. You know what's got carbon in it? People. <laughs> <laughs> and so, hey, did you hear that? Uh, did you see the thing where Russia blew up um, accidentally, from my understanding, a a nuclear powered missile is, is what they've been working on. Well, it is a little weird. Like, you know, usually you see, you know, uranium plutonium used as the end result, not as the propulsion. Mm -hmm. We see that in submarines, not in Russia, not in Russia. They want, they want that stuff coming out the tailpipe. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they, they want that. 
I'm aware. <laughs> right. Right. I just, yeah, it just we, seems we a sponsored weird. a family to come over from here uh, from uh, Belarus for years because <laughs> yeah. it's near Chernobyl, and every every week they're away from there adds like a year to their life <laughs> because of how like just desolated that area is from like because of the, yeah. you know, the radiation and all that stuff. Yeah, every week they're away from that area will add like a year to their life, and I probably made that up, but it's not that far off either. So it was like. Yeah, these people come over to this country and just just to like hang out for a couple of weeks and then you know go back and stuff and it's just like just like imagine living near an area that's literally killing you and there's you don't like even have the money to move like it's a uh, gets a little creepy out there. Yeah, you know, well, you know my fascination with Chernobyl. I know. I'm years. actually. I, I was uh, at some point. Will you actually, go with me? Will you go? With I me? have that in my calendar. Actually, I, I never told you this. But um, when we were talking about like the things that you wanted to do, um, I have in my calendar a reminder to reach back out to you to tell you, hey, uh, did you take any pictures in Russia yet? Yeah. It's, now, I put it's it in probably, there randomly so I wouldn't know when it was popping well, up. But at you, some point Ukraine, it's like, it, but, but yes. I, I get it. Sure. That's, I mean, you're close. They're on the other side. But yeah, yeah no, I I have a fascination with with I've always had a fascination with um uh world systems that that didn't quite work right. There's a documentary online about that, isn't there? Yeah, there's a there's a whole show about Chernobyl. I think it's called Chernobyl. I haven't watched any of that. It's it's actually very good. It goes through the I remember reading about 10 or 15 years ago um the, the literal minute by minute um what they used at the trial mm -hmm. and they went over all the actions of the people. Um, and it was just a, it's a, it's a very sad state of, of how things happened in the way they happened. And we don't have those same problems here because we use, uh, our systems are enclosed. These are these particular reactors that they used in it through Russia were, um, were not, uh, they didn't have a giant, 25 foot thick concrete building around them. Mm -hmm. Um, they ran in a very different way. Um, but it, but it's, it's, it, it's just, it was just a strange set of events that, that made this all happen with people making very poor decisions on a system that was poorly designed. Um, so I, I like those, I like that kind of tragedy. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to say it, but it's, it's one of those, when you see things that were so much effort and, and giant fuck ups in history, like, like Hindenburg, it's just fantastic, you know, and, and, and uh, please see, I, I'm understand. a big fan of like people that just do uh, shopping malls that have recently closed. Like <laughs> just to yeah, see. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Cause that's like, it, well, the oh, same, this is, I love watching those videos where like people break in. This is what, like, this is what the top 1% has done to our country. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's not even, it's not even like that far. I just like the like, like, like somewhere along the line, people were smart enough to invent the idea of a mall. Then people start going to the mall. And then eventually at some point people decided that they didn't like the, they wanted stuff sent to their they house. Something, right. They want something different. Yeah. They're like, the Hey, this whole leaving the house thing. That's a right. lot. That's a lot. Right. Anybody who's right. ever stood in the, uh, the checkout line at an old Navy knows it's just easier to order online. I don't, yeah, I don't. Because if you get two days shipping, it's basically the same thing as being in line. And yeah. By yeah, the way, Old Navy, much. I don't think is a sponsor. I don't think they ever will be. Probably I think not. we're safe there. I, well, it's, we're, we're probably not the never. demographic. Really? Well, I don't know. Maybe. We cover so many topics. Who knows what our demographic is? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I know that we love sandpaper. Who we love sandpaper. love sandpaper. And gay That's pride, right. apparently. Apparently. Which the two... Well, Oddly, not related. <laughs> I I will I will tell you though if we given the right uh, because the different uh, sandpapers have different colors based on what kind of ingredients that they use. Oh yeah, I bet you we could get a pride um, uh, sandpaper at some point. Hmm. We'll work on that. We know the people to talk to. We definitely need to do that. I should, we should yeah. talk to the folks over there. Hey, it's it's Pride Day at Klingspor. <laughs> it's Pride Day at Klingspor. That's right. I, something tells me they try to stay away from that stuff. I don't. Uh, right. I, I don't know right. that for sure. So don't go boycotting. Well, you know, them. businesses have to operate in a large 
spectrum of people and 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 there are some businesses that are really good about you know having a a, a moral stance on certain things i know a number of technology companies now have been very good about how they interact with their products and things when it comes to environmental concerns mm-hmm. um where they have literally guys that go around and say how could we do this packaging better can we use less you know heavy metals is the what are we doing you know they have compliance things which is pretty cool like that's that's like a like i know for apple and i know for another number of other companies where they they have compliance officials that that will stop the points of production and say how can we do this less nasty and and we can we can we can probably just you know save a fish or two which Uh, which is nice i I don't like people that it's it's a nice touch you know (laughs) well uh anyway well we should probably wrap things up i'll save the rest of these questions for when we get back together and stuff right i'd like to uh uh, topic 37 diet and exercise there's something we could probably talk about oh i'm sure yeah i'm sure no one's tired of hearing that i'm, I'm sure they're all riveted right now yeah no we we do need to talk i would talk i would do in a whole episode on uh on like natural disasters or man-made catastrophes did you ever see the video of the the people that accidentally drained a lake no they, the, the, yeah they were corn sideways either for salt or coal something anyway they they got too close to the lake bed and in inside the shaft which happened to be like one of the lowest points in the lake and it just happened to bust through the bottom it's like they they literally put like a spigot in a lake in a lake like a big lake too like this is like this is like dozens of acres or larger maybe a hundred acre lake you know there's 42 billion gallons of water or something and it just all went out you know just right out the poop chute it's they it is strangely there's a there's a town that's still on fire because they were they were clearing up some trash and they said ah we'll just shove it all in this old coal mine and they lit fire to it and weirdly enough and i guess maybe they didn't think about this but coal burns <laughs> so, so, since when so, right so they were cleaning up the dump and shoving the stuff in they lit a fire got it all started and the the coal veins lit up i think it's in pennsylvania or ohio or somewhere and it's still burning it'll burn for another couple of hundred years uh the whole ground just there's, there's little vent holes where toxic fumes come out because <laughs> they literally literally created their own personal hell oh, right under them it really is the greatest country on earth yeah there's yeah what are you gonna do i'm not gonna do shit i, I i'm not smart I, I, enough to fix any of it right so right i'm just right. getting out of the way but uh anyway all right well, hey let's let's go do a tell thing. those fine folks where they can see us uh we are at maybe podcast on the social media stuffs uh just want to say thank you to the number of our listeners who have started reaching out and actually sending me messages personally um, I know it's probably weird for you when you do it. And, uh, I'll be honest when I first get them, it's a little weird too, but then I start reading through them and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, at maybe podcast on Facebook is probably where we are most active. Um, you can also find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is probably more active. I don't think we've ever posted shit to Twitter. Um, Twitter is just a goddamn dumpster fire anyway, so we don't really spend a whole lot of time there. Uh, but Facebook seems to be a pretty good thing. If you're not part of our uh, community online that uh, we like to make stuff, the group on Facebook, get over there. Um, please let us know that you listen to us on the podcast because we deny almost everybody getting in. So uh, if you're you know trying to get in, you listen to the show, we, we, we do give some special quarter for that. So Definitely let us know. And uh, maybe I've said too much.com, the website. Feel free to uh, hop on over there. Um, I think we got some guests coming up in the, the coming weeks. And we're going to be doing, are we doing this live from the uh, Clinksport event? We'll probably do something like that. Yeah, we'll Why probably not? do something. Or at least a short little, maybe maybe a short little podcast. Something. Maybe just uh, talking to some interesting folks there. Maybe a compilation. What was that? September of- 7th is the. Uh- 
Explore yeah, yeah. In fact, in in about three what three weeks or so, son of I a think. bitch. Are we in September already? Jesus yeah, Christ. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, come find us and uh, say hi and do things and all that stuff. And if you guys got any questions or comments, things you want us to talk about on the next show, let me know. You can find us on the uh, social medias. Send me messages personally, whatever you got. Um, uh, wish Izzy well. He's busy yeah. as all get out right now, so. Uh, Feel free to shoot him some messages, give him a hard time. And uh, yeah, he's building table saw jigs like you can't even imagine. I think he's going to be publishing some of these to YouTube here soon. But yeah, he was uh, really busy. We missed him yesterday. That's my fault. So for those of you that really like Izzy on the show, um, you can bitch at me if you like. But uh, tonight was the only night we could do this and he couldn't make it. So we kind of threw one together quick. But uh, that's pretty much it, folks. Uh, We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Check us out on the websites and the social medias, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.